Nice. A lot of people, you know. And did y'all have horses? Well, yeah, uh, he didn't get horses until he was a little older. He started working for other people because his dad never paid him. Right. So, <laughs> he would just work the land and, and then, you know, just, just to pay off his, my grandfather's own debts. And right. That, but, yeah. And his father didn't pay him? Normally they yeah, don't. So no, so, you know, Normally they say, well, I feed you, I'll have to pay you. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. That's amazing. Nice history. Are we ready yet? Amazing. Amazing women's form, huh? It was, y'all, you didn't kill him, you missed it. You missed it. So you can't come next year. Welcome to Fellowship. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me, and Merry Christmas to you all. Uh, have a safe one. Enjoy, and watch your backs out there. It's not nice out there anymore. So Merry Christmas, and Merry Christmas to everybody here. All right? And you can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and Hate will pass on your question or comment to me as needed. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Uh, anybody here don't celebrate Christmas? Anybody here don't believe in Christmas? Oh, nice. Anybody here don't believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> Let me see your hands again. Whoa. And why don't you believe in Santa Claus? We bought look like he could be your brother. Yeah. Say face smile and everything. Why don't you believe in Santa Claus? Um it, I mean, it's cool, it's fun, but I just don't believe in it. I mean it's you know. <laughs> you got the little ones here, I don't wanna spoil it for you. Right. You know, <laughs> What I do with my family is not how I, you know, I don't push it on anybody else. Really? Yeah. So You celebrating with your family? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why is Christmas and Santa Claus under attack, or is it? Uh, in your mind, in your opinion. Uh, so it's Christmas time, we just gonna have fun, no serious stuff today. <laughs> right. What's like, right? was clean, was perfect, is under attack. Um, and that's, that's what, why Christmas and Santa Claus is? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's innocent, um, uh, if I, I don't know if I said perfect, like it's just wholesome, you know, it's <laughs> the right thing is under attack. Everything right is under attack and Christmas falls into that. Oh, okay, yeah. amazing. Let me see the hands of those who don't Believe in Santa Claus in this group over here. Did I see the hands? So everybody over here believes Santa Claus and Christmas? Yes. yes. You said no? 
the big guy in the bunch. <laughs> you don't believe in Santa Claus? No. Why not? Because my mom told me it's not real, and I would. <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say? He Speak said, up for they me. They never told me about it. Who told you it's not real? But um, they they didn't tell me it's not real. They just they didn't bring it up when I was small. Really? Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> on Christmas Day, did you go to the Christmas tree and see all the toys from Santa? Mm, what do you mean? Did you, when you were growing up, did you get toys? Yeah. And were they under the tree when you woke up? Yeah. And did you think, did you know Santa brought them? No. Who brought them? My mom and dad. <laughs> How do, why do you say that? Huh? Why do you say that? Because he's not real. How do you know? Because my mom and dad told him me, and uh, he's a fantasy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ooh, spoiler spoilers, huh? <laughs> now you're going to be 90 years old trying to have fun with Santa. <laughs> There's a Santa. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, anybody else here? Don't believe? Oh, you don't believe? In, in, in Christmas or Santa or Christmas? No, I believe in Christmas. It's just uh, Santa. Um, I mean, I know there was a Saint Nick. Right. So what it was based off of, the history, uh -huh. I, I believe in that. It's just the, the way that we've consumerized Santa. Um, and we just made it more about, you know, happy holidays and consumerism. And so I think it's just... What would they believe Santa to be? Like, he sees you when you're sleeping, all that kind of stuff. I think they just kind of uh, he sensationalized knows you it. Awake. Yeah, see, that's kind of creepy, right? Yeah, it's like. Um, so, um, so they sensationalized Santa. That I don't believe in, no. Really? Yeah. And so somebody else bothered, had their crazy way, took away the joy of Santa for you? Well, there's still joy in it. Um, I remember one year, though, where I really stopped believing. I was probably around 12 years old. And um, we were going through some family stuff, and my dad lost his job, but didn't say, no, his girlfriend at the time lost her job, didn't say anything. So we had this Christmas tree and everything, and I was like, All right, if there's really a Santa, I'm gonna have something under the tree. And there was nothing under that tree the next morning. <laughs> like, absolutely no presents. A really nice tree, no presents. That because the economy was bad. And I was like, I mean, everything was bad back then. Like, and I was like, all right, it's definitely no Santa then. Granted, I'm not saying I was good or bad, though, you know. Maybe, right. I didn't, maybe he saw me and I was doing something bad. I don't know. So yeah. are, you, are you disappointed to believe that there is no Santa? Um, I wasn't dis... You know, if I could look back back then, I was. I was disappointed. Yeah. Are you disappointed now? No. Why not? No. Um, I think it's just... It is what it is. Like, I enjoy the whole Santa Claus idea, but to believe in it, um, No. Would you tell your children there's no Santa? I would let them discover for themselves. You would, would you tell them that? Um, I don't know if I would tell them that. I would think I would let them discover it on their own. Yeah. Like, I know when I used to get gifts, it would say, from Santa. Right. And I thought that was, that was cool. Yeah, very you know, nice. Even though... When I was a child, I thought as a child, now exactly. I'm adult, I think exactly. an adult. So, so let me think as a child. Yeah. I'll find out as I get older what the real exactly. deal is. Yep. That way it won't be disappointing. Exactly. Yep. It won't be a loss. Amazing. Uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. You have your hand, right? Yeah. So you believe in Santa? No. Whoa. How old are you? Eight. 
And so why don't you believe there's a Santa? I don't believe there's a Santa because he's... Speak up for him a little bit. He's kind of like a burglar. He comes into our house. <laughs> he's like a burglar? Yeah. Wow. When I was growing up, I never heard of a burglar. Instead of he steals, he gives. But he steals? He's not real because he's a burglar. Why he, would you want a burglar to come in your house? Like do you live in the hood or something? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you live? <laughs> I never heard of Santa being called a burglar. Do you live in South Central? You live in Watts? <laughs> Where do you get that idea from? I don't know. Amazing. Well, it's over for you and your kids. <laughs> okay, the Santa believers doubters here. No? No doubters. You doubt, okay, I'm gonna move, I want to talk, come over here, you, you don't believe there's a Santa? Uh, I believe Santa comes for children, not for adults. Do you believe there's comes a Santa? comes into the house to give gifts to the... So do you believe there is a Santa? Well, growing up, I, my parents never told me about Santa, they told me about baby Jesus. So do you believe... The Mexicans, the Mexican, you know, the Mexicans, the Niño, well... Do you believe uh, Niño Dios, Niño, baby, baby, but... El Niño Dios is literally translates to baby God, which I think they meant by Jesus is God, but it, that's, a, that's a wrong translation. It should be baby Jesus. Baby Jesus would come and give you a gift. Do you believe there's a Santa? What? You believe there's a Santa Claus? Uh, I wasn't raised to believe in Santa Claus. So do you believe there's a Santa Claus? I believe there was a Saint Nicholas, yes. Do you believe there's a Santa Claus? Santa Claus, yeah, because that comes from the Dutch word. So you yes, do believe there's a Santa yes, Claus? Yes, Nice. And you but, know he has a bunch of reindeers. Yeah. <laughs> nice. He flies around right and then he on. goes down the chimney. But yeah, That's but he, right. he, only, he only gives gifts to children, not adults. Right. You know, adults got to work for their for the right. gifts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So nobody, who else don't believe in Santa? Let's go here. You don't believe in Santa? No. And why not? Well, my mom tried to convince me that when I was really young that Santa existed. But on Christmas Eve, I seen her. I was looking out my window and I seen her going from the garage. I was about five years old. From the garage with a little bike tricycle. And um, she didn't know that I was looking out the window. And then the next day when it was under the tree, she was like, oh, look what Santa brought. And I'm like, no, no, I know you put that under. Right. Yes. And so did that spoil Christmas for you as a kid? Um, after that, I, I just knew. She still tried to convince me. Like, I think she said something like, oh, well, Santa brought it to me to give to you. Or right. But no, it didn't convince me. And every year she would still put up the same thing and I was like, I knew. And then when we would be like with family, all the gifts that I got, I knew who they were coming from, so. Wow, and did that spoil it for you as a kid? Knowing that there was no Santa? No. Or believing that because no, there is a Santa? No, it didn't spoil it. It did not spoil it? No. And so when you see this guy riding through the sky on Christmas Eve with all the presents on him, the little boat thing with a bunch of deers. Who do you, who do you think that is? Um, I'm usually asleep, so I don't see him. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped looking out the window once I figured out the first time that it was my mom. And did you tell your kids 
There oh, was no I definitely told Brandon, don't even think about a Santa. When he was a little I kid? I worked all year. Exactly. Wow, see how one trauma traumatizes another? I'm not letting So your trauma, no your trauma traumatized your kid, <laughs> taking his joy. Possibly. Whoa. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so you don't believe in Santa either? No. Did you ever believe there was a Santa? I did until second grade. I... Until what? Until I was in second grade. And what happened? I picked up a present from Santa and I looked at the handwriting and I looked at my mom and said, this is your handwriting. <laughs> in the second grade? Yeah, which hasn't really changed much my entire life. Wow, and so you're like, instead of just opening the gifts up, you look at the writing. Yeah. And in so, the second, how old were you in the second grade? Um, I was young. I, I started school young, so whatever, I don't know, I was probably like seven, six or seven. Wow. Yeah. And so that took, did that take the joy of Christmas away for you? No, I th no, not really. I just, I don't know. I just thought, I just kind of had a side eye after that a little bit. A side eye? Yeah, but I enjoyed Christmas. But, but no Santa. Yeah, but I, they would still say from Santa, and I just kind of was leaned into it, you know. But what's funny is with my daughter, I chose to do Santa, and I decided to write with my opposite hand, like on the You were traumatized. I know, so I... Yeah. What a mess. And it is a mess, totally a mess. So you didn't tell your child that was no Santa? No. Oh, good. Yeah, and that, but she figured it out. And yeah, then they'll I felt, figure but then I felt it out weird about life. it. Pardon? They will figure it out in due season, in due yeah, time. Yeah, I just felt weird about it. Like, why did I do this? But why did I you still, do what? Pardon? Why did you do what? Go along with the Santa Claus thing. You're supposed to. It's fun. It's yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's fine. I, I don't know. It's... It's kind of weird, but it's kind of fine. It's fun. I mean, I, I, you know, I like the movie Elf and all those Santa Claus stories and stuff. It's yeah. fine, but I don't, I don't have a belief. Do you believe Christmas is under attack? Absolutely. And, and why is it under attack? <clears throat> I think anything that has any ounce of truth around it, which this is a really layered question for me, but um, <clears throat> I mean, God is under attack. The truth of God is under attack as a whole. And I think the story of Christmas, how it's been delivered, Speak up a little bit. how it's been, how the story of Christmas has been delivered, I think it's up for debate when you look at certain calendars, what day Jesus was actually born or whatever, but the, the Christian theology is definitely under attack because it has to do with the truth of God. How to do with what? The truth of oh, God. Oh, Christmas. Yeah. And so you think that's, that's why it's under attack? Well, anything, and I use air quotes, Christian is under attack because it's, it's dark versus light. It's evil versus good right now. So absolutely. Do you believe Christmas is under attack? I don't know. I'm not, I, I'm not experiencing that. What is uh, really funny about uh, me not believing in Santa Claus is that for a long time, like I looked into Christmas, well, for a while, back 
couple years back, I looked into Christmas and I uh, seen a lot of darkness from what I was reading and researching, where it originated from, and a lot of holidays in general. And then I became like somewhat of a Scrooge, like I didn't want to like do anything. I couldn't wait for it to be over. But now, in changing, in myself changing, and uh, on the journey to returning to the Father, like it's really fun, and I my apartment is decorated with. I have twenty five Christmas trees. <laughs> my, my fish twenty five twenty five, and my fish has a Christmas well, tree in her fish tank. Wow! <laughs> but um, for Christmas being under attack, I don't I don't know because I haven't like seen anything or experienced it that that oh. way. When I move in life, I see people enjoying it. Do you, you believe in Santa Claus? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And, and why? Because he just is. I rest my case. He just is. I don't know why you wouldn't believe him. Right on. Good for you, man. You you have some good parents, not bad parents. <laughs> Do you believe Christmas is under attack? Um, I do believe Christmas is under attack. How is it under attack? Um, I believe just like the lies that people believe like the Easter Bunny as children they blended in these fairy tales to make us have a belief in something stronger as in Jesus but it's the spirit of Santa Claus that exists the spirit of Jesus it's, they don't really exist but it's the spirit that America and the world portrays that you can't get out off from underneath so you either participate or you shunned um, you say you believe it is under attack. Christmas is a lie like Easter? I believe anything that can't be proven is under attack. Oh, I see. So you think Christmas cannot be proven? I think, uh, yeah. You don't think you can prove it? I don't think you can prove, prove what? Born. That it exists? Or that's the birth of Jesus or whatever it's supposed to mean. Santa uh, Claus? Are we talking about Santa any of it, I mean, like, kids waking up, I mean, the parents, they don't believe in Santa Claus, but they still believe in Jesus. If you grow them into six, they'll believe anything you want them to believe in. I'm hoping he still believes in Santa Claus after we leave here. No, no. <laughs> Santa Claus. Do you believe in Santa? I rest my case. I rest my case. I have proof that, Santa, that Christmas exists and Santa Claus exists. The Salvation Army? Well, at least Christmas. Go to her house. She has seven trees. Twenty-five. Twenty-five trees in one house. If that's not enough proof, uh, Joe, you believe Christmas under attack? Uh, yeah. In what way? Just simply, just because uh, uh, people who have anger don't have joy, and Christmas is about joy. So anybody, most people are just angry, and they just want to tear anything. Has to do with God down, period. Has to what? Anything that has to do with God, they want to tear it down. 
Sorry, Dad. You believe that Santa Claus is this? For sure. Right because on. if I don't, he won't bring me no gifts. That's right. Amazing. Did I see your hand? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you believe in Christmas, Santa Claus? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I celebrate it, you know, and all that. Why you celebrate it if you don't believe it? I mean, because I don't even know, like, what, what is the purpose of it. You don't know what's the purpose? Jesus is the reason. Yeah, when, <laughs> where's Santa Claus come from? From Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> from right, the then. North Pole. Okay. I'm convinced then. I'm, <laughs> Yeah, man, don't let them spoil you. Did you, when you were a kid, did Santa Claus come to your house? Yeah, yeah, my mother, yeah, she did stuff like that. Right on. One of, uh, one of like, uh, my favorite memories is uh, <laughs> they left, like, the cookies and the milk out, and then, like, I guess somebody ate it, like my mom or my auntie, and they left the crumbs there. So <laughs> I really believed in Santa, but, you know, eventually. You thought Santa had left the crumbs? Yeah. He, he does it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's so fat. Yeah, yeah. He tend to eat at everybody's house. Amazing. That's a nice memory, huh? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. A great memory. See that? Parents are supposed to provide memories for children. You know what I mean? Don't kill the memories for the children. Um, Christmas is under attack, and but it doesn't mean that we have to give into it. It's a Christmas is, and people say, oh, Christmas is a secular idea. You ever heard that? Yeah. I don't know what that means. You ever heard that? Christmas is a secular idea? Is that true? I mean, like Rochelle was saying, I think when you start researching where it all came from and that sort of thing. Speak up a little bit. I'm saying that once you research where all these different main holidays came came from, then in a sense it's, it's kind of blurred as time has gone by and then it's also been a way, an opportunity for um, there to be money to be made on Santa Claus and on gifts and on everything else, right? Um, so yeah, I have heard that before. Does that affect you, knowing that it's secular? No. Oh, okay. Pagan, yeah, that's another word. You heard that before? Mm -hmm. Does that bother you? They call it pagan. No. And why not? Because I think as as long as we know why we're celebrating Christmas, which is the birth of Jesus, then I mean, is what it is. Right on. You celebrate Christmas? Oh yeah. <laughs> Santa is in the house. That's right, Mrs. Santa. Merry Christmas. And so you, is this your first time here? Yes, it is. Oh, what's your name? Deborah. Deborah, welcome. Thank you. And so do you believe Santa is this? He absolutely does. Right on. <laughs> and when you were a kid, were you taught that as well? Well, it's funny because I am an anchor baby. So You're an anchor baby? Yes, I am. Really? Yeah. When I was born, I was taken to Mexicali and I was dropped off. I was brought back over when I was four years old. Our custom was to celebrate Christmas at midnight on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So the family came at Christmas. People were talking about Santa, but ain't nobody come down the fireplace, you know, and we're opening our presents at Christmas. So I go to elementary school, and I grew up in Downey, a white neighborhood. So all my friends were white, and I'm the only, you know, 
anchor babe there and they're all talking about Santa Claus and I'm just going along with the flow but then we celebrate Christmas and there ain't no Santa Claus but our gifts say from Santa <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and we're just like, but we knew there was no Santa but then all my wife friends were you know we lived on a cul-de-sac with all a bunch of kids and um, they all were waiting for Santa they would go to sleep and our house would be partying until two three o'clock in the morning yeah. right and the adults would be drinking and the kids would be playing with their toys in the backyard and um, it was it was an amazing experience yeah. I really miss that but the funny part is nobody ever thought twice about Santa yet we believed in Santa yeah. even though we did not ever witness him at midnight coming down the chimney <laughs> That's a good point. We never really sat around and talked about Santa, but we just knew he came. Yes. And we knew he dropped off the gifts, and we were grateful, and it was fun. But no one really, oh, Santa came by last night, he had some peanuts with him. Yeah, it's like he wasn't Did like a part of our life, right. you know? He was just there. The little pictures of him, the kids at school, always talking about Santa. And as I grew older, I thought I had one up on the white kids because I actually knew that there was no Santa coming down the fireplace. Amazing. He was just like a mythical being. Did you guys have a chimney in Mexico? <laughs> I don't remember. I came over when I was four. Oh, you so. don't remember. Oh, I see. So you remember. If you had. Did you guys have a chimney in Mexico? Uh, we had a, well, my grandma used to my grandma used to cook in the corner of the house, so yeah. I guess it's a fireplace, or I don't know, it's not a chimney, but there was a two, there was something that went up. That was for the was it in the room. house? It was outside the house? Oh, inside the house. And it went all the way up through the roof? Yeah, that's where she would cook and put the wood in But there did it go cook. all the way up through the roof? Yeah, yeah the, they, there was something that for the smoke to go up outside to the, but, the And roof. so you don't know if it was a chimney or not? Well, I don't know if it was a chimney or a fireplace, it was a... Place to cook. Yeah. Oh, it was a stove. So you don't know. You don't know the difference between a chimney and a stove. I know what a chimney is. A stove is black. That corner, yeah, that corner, and yeah, but long. it wasn't. It was. It was made out of brick, and yeah. then on top there was like a metal disc, like yeah. where you would heat the tortillas the up, tortillas, and you would put yeah. the all that. Yeah. Oh, no wonder everybody trying to come over here. Mexico, so we would t we would bathe in tin bins. Do you remember that? Oh uh, yeah. That we would bathe on the dirt floors. You yeah. would bathe. You, you say you <laughs> would bathe in. You would bathe in tin bins. Uh -huh, you know those big old tin bins like yeah. they had in Alabama. Yeah, we the wash tubs. Yeah. They're called wash tubs here. Yeah. yeah. I used to have to get up in the morning and go milk the cow before the sun come up, right, and then come back home. Feed the cow, come back home and run some water, heat up some water, not run it, we didn't have running water, and pour it in a bathtub like that and take a bath to be at the bus stop by seven. Wow. And it would be so wet and cold, I didn't do, they didn't care. <laughs> My grandmother wasn't like, oh, I feel so sorry for you. She didn't care at all. Um, do you believe Christmas under attack? Absolutely. Christianity has been under attack since Jesus started preaching. How about Christmas? You yeah, Christmas is part of Christianity. And unfortunately, a lot of these lukewarm Christians are falling into the pagan nonsense and believing, you know, all this pagan stuff, which in reality, if you dig deeper, the 25th was not a pagan holiday. It was actually the 17th. So the 25th is just pulled out of thin air, but it's the day that we celebrate Christ. It's the day the whole world shuts down. What does so pagan mean? Pagan means that you're worshiping after other gods. 
So when you go worshiping after other gods, that's their religion. Pagan so is a religion. So when you're celebrating Christmas, they say you're worshiping another god? They're saying you're worshiping the Christmas tree. So they don't know that you can have a tree and not worship it? Yeah. They're confused. And that's another trauma they have. Yeah. Folks, you can have a tree and not <laughs> worship the tree. Everything is not worshiping. But I think when it is, people are so traumatized, they identify with the tree and they think that's what everyone else is doing. Well, but we just, and when, on the 26th or before New Year, we throw that tree out, forget about it. Well, it, I think with the mass information, people are trying to act like they're smarter than they are by doing so much research and they're confusing reality with information yeah. and their ego is getting in the way and they're thinking, I have all this information on paganism now, so since you are bowing down to put bulbs on the tree, you are bowing down to worship the tree. That's what they're saying now. That That's, insane. <laughs> That's insane. That's um, insane. Is there anything? Yes, yeah. I mean, even to add on the point that she makes, even to do that much research in the in the right. Christmas, it, that's already an angry person because why do you have to try to find out if it's real or not? Just have fun with it. Let it just be light and easy. That's it's such it. a good point. How are you going to take time to go and do history to find out if Christmas is real? Mama said it was real. <laughs> we celebrate it. It's American tradition. We celebrate it in America. Leave it alone. Is there any, oh, I want to ask here. Is there anything in the whole wide world that's not pagan? I don't know. That, that, and pagan I don't even mean know what, what that means. I don't even know what that means. Anybody, I mean, she, you, she, she just defined it, but. Would you say pagan meant? It's worshiping after other gods, and it is their religion. It's their religious belief in other gods like Baal. Oh, I see. Bowing down to other gods other than Christ. So they believe that about the... Let me go back to him. They believe that about the rabbit, too? I don't know. I is think, that pagan? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, when I talk to people from other religions, like Jehovah's Witnesses and stuff like that, like they don't even celebrate birthdays. Like That's how extreme they get. No wonder everybody's so messed up in that religion. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like that's... Uh, <laughs> It brings joy that you still have to have, ex you know, you still have experience or you don't identify with it. Right. Yeah, I don't go all year waiting for Christmas. When it's Christmas season, it's Christmas season. When Halloween is Halloween. That's such a good I point. I enjoy whatever's in that. Like you say, I, whatever where my feet are, I enjoy that moment. Yes. And I continue going forward. If I'm thinking about Christmas all year long, then I worship Christmas. Uh, that's a deep point. It, it's, it's done. Very good point. You, you, don't, you don't run around thinking about Easter all day, right? All year. And when it's, can, let me just have that. And when it's time to celebrate Easter, you get Easter together, celebrate yep. it. And when it's done that day, it's over. That's right. That's such a good, I hope the world heard that. That's perfect. Make sure you put that on YouTube. <laughs> Maybe the people shut up then. And to, to, your, to your point about uh, is Christmas under attack? It's it's a hundred percent under attack. I feel like it's been, it wasn't. A, it's not under attack under like full frontal where they hit us like just been the past few years. It's been gradual. I don't know if anybody here remembers a few years ago they used to call it Christmahana Kwanzaa. You guys remember that? No, they, I never they would, heard that. They would put all these different holidays and then they got rid of that and they just say you know what, forget it. Happy holidays because there's way too many holidays, but. 
the majority of people I talk to celebrate Christmas. I hate saying happy holidays. It's Merry Christmas. I always say, say Merry it? Christmas. Yeah, even in the because I work in the corporate world and everybody happy holidays. I always say Merry Christmas, and, and I can hear their tone of voice change, like uh, uh, like they want to say it, but yeah. something's stopping them. No, I say Merry Christmas. I, yeah. I don't go Same. with the happy holiday thing. Yeah, no. Amazing. You were about to say something else? Yeah, I was, you were asking about the rabbit. That's a tradition, part of their religion. And, you know, Jesus tells us to stay away from the traditions of men. So having the rabbit and having all these things that, you know, are part of these holidays, they are traditions of men that have been incorporated into their religion. Oh. I do say Merry Christmas, and people actually say Merry Christmas back to me. You know, they look at me like, I'm allowed to say Merry Christmas? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right on. Amazing. Um, Christmas, is, it's been explained. Thank you. We are in America. Do not lose America. They are changing everything. And you're going to raise generations of children that would not enjoy the traditions of America. And most Christians... They, they believe or used to it was about Christ anyway. Why not just have fun? If somebody's so angry and traumatized they don't want to celebrate, they don't have to celebrate it. Don't judge them. But enjoy our country. After a while, they're going to have every holiday except Christmas. Mm. Believe me, they'll wipe out Christmas and replace it with something dumb. And you're just letting it happen. Okay, I want to say happy holiday. We'll say happy holiday. That doesn't even make sense to me. It ain't no holiday. It's Christmas. <laughs> Christmas not even a holiday. It's a, it's a vacation time, I guess. But it's a Christmas. And you don't have to identify with it to enjoy it. You know what I mean? And like the point we made, Christmas comes, we celebrate Christmas. Uh, Easter comes, we celebrate Easter. And your birthday comes, if you want to celebrate, celebrate your birthday. That's all it is. It's just words. It has no meaning. Yeah. What a mess. Yes, sir. Then I have another question. Yeah, well, uh, January 6th is also a holy day, too. Uh, the Day of the Three Wise Men. We celebrate that the Catholic, the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church. That's when the Three Wise Men came to Jesus and gave Y'all celebrate gifts. the Three Wise Men, too? It's, yeah, it's part of Christmas, yeah. So how do you celebrate the Three Wise Men? Well, when, when they came... Before Jesus to give him the gifts, but he meant we ought to celebrate it. It was for Jesus. Well, yeah, but I mean, we—that's we, January sixth. That's why January sixth has been corrupted too, because of what happened three years ago or two years ago. So what you, what do you, what do y'all do on January sixth to celebrate the three the, wise men? The kids, the three wise men put money in our shoes. <laughs> that's a, that was our tradition. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that true? Y'all yeah. did the same thing. Another tradition of men. Is money in the shoes, yeah. That's in Mexico or something? Well, in Catholic, the Catholic Church. Yeah, the oh, Catholic in Catholic. Church. Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, I don't know no what other countries, but yeah. Everybody in Mexico is Catholic. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's another tradition that you put into the pagan religions, you know, a tradition of men that they incorporated into the whole Christmas season. Human beings are all screwed up. Yeah, because like I was raised like officially Christmas is over on January 6th. That's when you take all the decorations out. You too? <laughs> do you still do that? Yeah. And, and let her have a mic over here. 
So you let, so January 6th is what? The last day of Christmas for us. No, so the 25th. Well, no, birthday. I was brought up the same way. I, is that Christmas? Remember, Go with that, Frank? With the mic? Hey. Yeah. What were you saying? Daniel said it, right? It's the Orthodox as well call it Christmas. Andre, the Armenian, would have Armenian Christmas on January 6th. Oh, January 6th? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I remember him doing that. Yeah. But I know you did it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I still hold on to a lot of Mexican traditions. I don't see you as a, whatever. I forget you're Mexican. You look white. Thank you. You act white and everything. <laughs> I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so you guys not celebrating today or tomorrow? No, we celebrate. We start tonight. Like, as yeah, soon as we get today. home, we start today. Oh, okay. And we're so up all night. night. Kids open gifts, and then we go to sleep. Santa comes whenever he comes. <laughs> and then the kids still get gifts tomorrow morning. And it's, uh, did you celebrate on the 6th, too? And then, so yeah, so I was taught also that the three wise men arrived January 6th, gave baby Jesus gift, or whatever his gift that he had. And then Christmas is over. And what did the three wise men give to to Jesus? Oh man! Uh -huh. Jewelry. It was jewelry. I'm asking one person. Oh, hold up! Hold up! What did the three wise men? I do men? not remember. See that? She don't even know what to bring on the six. <laughs> I don't remember. What did they bring, Joel? Gold. Well, I heard everybody say gold, frankincense, frankenstein, one of the best, <laughs> and myrrh. Myrrh? What is myrrh? A good question. Perfume. Oh, perfume? Oils. And what was Frankenstein? Like incense. Oh. That's funny. When I was growing up, I heard about the three wise men coming, but I never thought about what they brought. I just thought they showed up to say, right, you know, happy birthday. <laughs> that wasn't a big deal about the three wise men. Yes. Nowhere in the Bible does it say three wise men. It says really? the wise men. Yeah. Yeah. Wise men. It doesn't say three of them. Somebody made up the three. What a mess. Yeah, it does not say three. <laughs> it probably just a birthday, a Jewish birthday party. <laughs> a Mexican birthday party. Right. So listen, any questions about anything? Um... I want to go here for this is your first time here? No. Oh, you've been here before? Yes. Oh, good. Second. Second. Third time. Your wife was here the other night? No, I'm single. I oh, okay. Because um, she told me that somebody was coming. <laughs> um, what are thoughts like? What? Oh, man, that's a good question. <laughs> thoughts are like lies, Jesse. <laughs> These thoughts I'm hearing in these rooms about these traditions and the spirits of these holidays, I want to teach my son that these spirits and all these thoughts about these traditions are all lies, but people participate in them. So you can participate in them, just don't believe them and follow these spirits because all spirits aren't good spirits. Some of these spirits could be evil. You know Do what you I'm pay saying? attention to your thoughts? To my thoughts? Yeah. I examine my thoughts very well. I change my perception if my feelings from an action 
or what I see makes me feel a certain way. I change it from. Repeat that. I change my perception of what I see. If how I how do you a, do that? I, because if um, someone's aggravating me, and um, or I feel myself getting aggravated or getting mad. I think that person was slow or mentally retarded and they don't know no better. So I feel better about the situation before I, you know what I'm saying, actually Repeat that again, that. I'm sorry. You, you said that. If I see somebody aggravating me. If I someone is aggravating you. Yeah, if okay. they were trying, if I felt myself getting aggravated. Right. I would change my perception about the situation. That's and how would you do that? Realizing only I can make myself mad and me allowing another person's actions that might be slow or doing it intentionally, they can't control me. So my anger, when I get angry, is going to be justified. Something's going to been done happen to harm my family or protect my property where my anger is going to be justified. And but you believe that there is, is, is there's justification for anger sometimes? Sometimes I do. You mean, uh, oh, you do? And why do you believe that? Because um, we're men and that's what testosterone breeds. Amazing. Yes. Have you paid attention to your thoughts? Yeah. And this is the end of the year now. Uh, what have you realized about your thought, if anything? Um, that there's, they're consistent. They don't stop. They come, they come throughout the day. I could just sit down and they'll just be there. As you sit down, speak up for me? It, as soon as I just say an example of me, um, just say I come in the house and um, just sit down for a few minutes before doing something else, they'll just be there. Um, that's, that's what I see. I don't believe them. I don't you, do I you, just watch do you, them. Do you ever believe them? Or? No. Um, no. You never not believe. Not now. No. Because I know they're all they're all they're all lies. And how do you avoid believing them now? I just sit and watch them. Just sit and watch. Okay. Amazing. They're always there, and I know they're the the minute I word I would believe them, that would be that would turn into something else. So how has this year been for you in dealing with thoughts? Um, it's showed me that um, hmm, not to, so by me not playing along with them and, and and um, doing what that thought comes comes to me as it's it showed me the the truth of things. It showed me to don't rely on myself, but to rely on God and the Spirit. Okay, and amazing. It, it's helped a lot. Nice. Yeah. How have thoughts helped? What have you noticed about thoughts this year? What are they like for you? How do you hell. see them? Like hell. Meaning what? Meaning that that if I let my thoughts take over, I just get ran over by them and I'm like trampled by all these thoughts and it literally feels like hell. 
like just it feels like hell like it feels like it's just I don't even know how to explain it's just a horrible feeling or, or a feeling that I know it's not me but it feels like me it's just really bad Do, when you have good thoughts are they bad too well I try not to have any more good or bad thoughts because then if I have good thoughts then I'm gonna start thinking like well what if this happens and then it becomes a bad thought so I literally just sit in it and just kind of like whether it's good or bad it's like all right I gotta let it go because I can even if it's a good thought good thoughts are like oh okay it just makes me feel good but the ones that really get me are the bad thoughts and I can sit in those for like hours on end sometimes and it's just horrible and then I can see it and then I feel like I'm dying so it's just bad are you able to overcome good thoughts yeah how by letting go also I can just let that go but the ones that I really hold on to are the bad ones right. which I don't want to and those take longer to let go what made you hold on to the bad one longer than the good ones maybe Um, I, I think, <laughs> I think the thought of holding on to the bad ones, I want to have that control that I don't want to let go. And I don't even know what I'm trying to control, but it's just, I don't know. I don't, maybe I like the hell that I'm in at that moment. And then I have to like get out. Like just last night I was in my thoughts at like four in the morning and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? I'm like sitting there on the edge of my bed trying to do the silent prayer. Like, I did it like three times. It was like 7 a.m. and I'm like, I need to sleep at least an hour before I can like get up and do what I have to do. So I don't know why I hold on to those bad thoughts. Like, and they're not good thoughts, obviously. I don't know. But you tend to hold on to the bad one longer than the good ones. Yeah. Amazing. And, and last night I had to literally just, I, I stopped doing the silent prayer because you, I got annoyed of you and your voice. And I was just like, all right, I'm done with him. And so I just had what to sit mess. there. <laughs> yeah, it was a mess. So I had to sit there and br I heard, um, what's his name? The white boy. Hake. No, not Hake. Sean, Sean, Sean. Oh, Sean. Sean, he was talking about this breathing technique that he did. So I started doing that and I fell asleep. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so it was, it, it's, yeah. I had to I, let it go. I'm gonna have Sean talk about that more next year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So I, I did that. I, I Do was you snore? What? You snore at night? I don't know. I don't think so. Do you sleep with your mouth open or close? Uh, close, for sure. Uh, close. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But the breathing thing helped out. Yeah, it did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, that's interesting that you hold on to the, I know. the, the bad one longer than the good it, ones. It is. Well, you know what? It depends, because not always. It just depends in, like, I don't know, the situation or my mood Yeah, at the I was thinking about that. I remember yeah. seeing you recently in a situation. Yeah. And you were so deep in your thoughts yeah. about it. You are like, oh, exactly. I, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, I can't wait to get this in a meeting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then I, and then I and, can and get. And I knew you were loving it. I, right, exactly. That's exactly my point. Like, I don't know why I love it so much that I hold on to those bad thoughts, but I hate it. Like, I cannot stand being there. But that's why you're there, because you hate it. You have an yeah, opinion that's of true. it. That's true. Yeah. If you didn't have an opinion of it, it would just be a thought. Yeah, yeah. So, that's why the, the, the good thoughts are easy to let go, because I'm like, oh, that's cute. 
man. You know? Right. <laughs> and I let it go. But those bad thoughts are the ones that really get me. I'm and I know that I'm still like loving the hell that I'm in, but I hate it. And that hate is just holding on to It's a lot. It is bad. When you're in the bad thoughts and you're like participating with them, are you aware you are? Not only are you in these miserable thoughts, you're participating. Sometimes, yeah. You're aware that you're participating? Yeah. Really? Yes. And why don't you stop when you see you're doing that? Because in my head, when I'm participating in these thoughts, I'm loving the fact that I'm participating and I'm like shooting people and killing people and like, right. you know? Yeah. And that, that thought, that idea. But she didn't really doing, mean like physically shooting people. <laughs> it was just a matter of speed. Y'all. Yeah, y'all come down, stop adding drama to it. What the? Okay. But that thought of me doing all that mess feels good at that moment, even though I'm literally, literally just in my hell. Amazing. Yeah. I'm making a note to myself. Oh, all right, Jesse. For real. Um, when you see your wife like that, what what's go through your mind when you see she's into these bad thoughts and acting them out? So before I would participate with her. Really? Before, yeah. And, and why? Because I thought I could help. I thought I could calm it down. The yeah, but now I just leave her alone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when you explain what you mean by you thought you could help her. Um, I've, uh, in and my you mind, were I felt like I had the, the resolution, like she presented a problem, oh, this such and such is bothering me, and I would, in my mind, because since it wasn't affecting me, I would think about it rationally, so I would give her, uh, hey, here's a resolution, this might help, and that made it worse. Just not my resolution, but just the interaction. And then uh, little by little, I learned, like, I'm just going to have to leave her alone until she cools down. Good, man. I'm glad you mentioned that too because uh, in counseling I find out that husband and wife try to help each other right. in the spiritual thing and you can't help. You can't help your wife and she cannot help you. This is one thing that the individual must do alone. And so that's what I was saying. Don't let your husband or your wife always correcting you and on you and you know, let go of your anger and all that mess. They have to they have to get out of the way and let you go through it. Because if you don't go through it, you will never be born again of God. Because you're always getting help from somebody else correcting you and on you. And so I'm glad you're doing that, man. You just watch her, let her and if she brings it up, you know, you you see what to say to her. That's amazing. And so how do you feel that he doesn't help you anymore? Good really good actually it oh, feels good. great yeah because i i've always known that i can't fix my problems right. and not an, another man can't fix like not just him but not another person not even a psychologist can help you right like you can only help yourself yeah so when he would try to help it would really make me more mad because i'm like dude you are not god like that's right you cannot help me yeah like i know the hell that's in me is within me and only me yes and i know he can't help me so when he was just, when he just like, you know, scoot back and put her, his hands up and was like, you figure it out on your own, I was like, thank God. So that's made it a whole lot easier. Yeah. And I don't, I don't do these outbursts in front of the kids or anything. Like I right. go into the garage and, the, and um, in my closet and I'm like throwing a fit in there. And I know I probably look like a legit crazy lady, but I come out all happy after. Like I feel good. Yeah, so. but I want to encourage you, don't, don't go anywhere. And, and just 
And I'll tell you why a little okay. later. But I don't want you to, I'm going to tell you why not to go anywhere. If I forget, remind me. Okay. Okay? I want to know why. So. Yeah, don't go anywhere. Uh, I just want to kind of end the year with this. Um, good. And how have you, and, I, and I'll come back to you with that. How have you, uh, how do you see thoughts now, and what are they like for you? Um, when, how do I see thoughts? I see them as um, something that makes me go unconscious. Make you what? Go unconscious. And what do you mean by that? Um, if I get a thought that I start believing that I'm going to get into a car accident, whatever. I start thinking it and I start feeling it and I start looking at every car and every bad thing that they're doing. And I'm like panicking over every little thing. This is just an example. And I eventually I get over that and then I'm conscious again. And I was like, what was I worried about this whole time? Um, a thought is something I feel like it's a, it's a demon, it's a spirit that's inside of me that's going rampant. And it is controlling me in those moments. So if she and I, for example, she and I get into a fight, that's why afterwards you feel like, well, for me, I'll go back and I'll say, hey, I'm sorry to mean that. Because I'm like, why would I say those things? I would yeah. never, like the conscious me would never want to say, do, hurt, feel, or in, in anything negative to someone else. Doesn't matter who it is. So I realize the thoughts are something that make me go, it's a possession. That's what it is. Yeah. It's a possession. So when, you, when your wife would be acting out in her madness, and you were trying to help her. Did you know you were irritating her? We had, in her mind, you were thinking, you don't know what you're talking about. Back, but, but before, no. I thought, I thought she was dumb for not listening to me. I was like, here's the solution, right? <laughs> right. But now I, I see it as like, um, she's unconscious in, the, in right. that moment. Now she's unconscious. Now the demon is attacking her, and she has to go and relax through and let the demon pass. Because if I go and try fight, then the demon wants that. Yeah. The demon's like, come on, somebody. That's why when you say outside of you, inside of others, you're, you're looking for somebody to interact with because it's no longer yeah. entertaining in here anymore. Right. I need to fight with Joel because he's going to fight back and I'm going to fight my wife because whatever. Like, I need something to, to keep this um, demon alive. Yeah, I had so many wives and husbands tell me that their husband or their wife, they, they know the truth. And every time they get in a, in a whatever, a fog, all this, they always say, you need to get over your anger. You need to just come down. You need, and they're like, leave me alone. So they hate one another, right? And so that's why I started to, because I, you know, I didn't realize people would, husband and wife were doing that to one another. You cannot and should not do that if you're married. That person got to find for themselves, and the only way they got to find out for themselves, they got to go through the death. They got to experience it. They got to see it. They got to go through it. And you get in the way where you try to correct them just like that. You stop the, the process. Right. And they be hating you for it. They may not tell you, but they're like, oh, he just, or oh, she just acted out. I don't know what they're talking about. So I'm glad you stopped. That's one thing that nobody can help you. Nothing. Somebody mentioned that. Nothing or no one can help you. You must, you can't bring your children, your husband, wife, your friends, your job, or nobody. No drugs, no anything. All right, you got to go through this. Ain't no way around it. Um, okay, what a. Let me take you that account. What are thoughts? What are thoughts like for you? What have you realized about thoughts this year? I realize um, they're painful, like painful, physically painful. Yeah. In what way? Like when I think about 
the bad thoughts. Like, it, it, I physically feel them. And how about the good ones? Uh, the good ones, the good ones feel good, you know. And so how do you deal with the good ones? I don't really deal with them. Like the young lady said, like, they just some, you know, you think about it and then they go away on their own. But then like the bad ones kind of dwell on them a lot. So I, tr I try to think about the good thoughts more, but the, the bad ones over, you know, overpower them. So you try to think about the good ones more. Yeah. Yes. What, what do you mean by that? Because um, I just don't want to be negative in my head, like in my conscious. So I'd rather think about, you know, good thoughts or, you know, positive, positive things that have happened, stuff like that. Are you able to give me an example of a good thought? Mm. If you, I know you may not be able to think of one right now, but. Yeah, I can't really think of one right now. Uh, okay. Yeah. But you try to hold, you try to think on the good ones more than the bad ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I don't think about the good ones just to like, you know, like for the, for the ego, it's just to, to, you know, so I won't think about the bad ones. Right. Okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. Um, it's it's funny that you mentioned about the about the like the the couples when they when they argue. It's funny because now my wife and I have this. I guess it's a running joke. Like if she's in the mood, I'm like, bye, demon, and I just walk away. Oh. And, and then oh. if I, if I'm in the, if, like if I'm in a funk because you know it has nothing to do with her. Let's say a client said something to me. She's and I'll I'll guess I'll talk to her a certain way, and she's like, bye, demon. And she just walks away. And now it's funny because like we we catch each other and we're like, you know, you deal with that on your own. Like this, that's a, that's that's your problem. What have you realized about thoughts this year concerning you? Um, concerning me? Yeah. The longer I think of, the longer I think about things, um, sometimes they get worse instead of getting better. So I'll be like, man, this issue keeps reoccurring, and the longer I think about it the worse it gets or the more times it comes up and if i just let it be there's times where like for for example like i had an issue with a car and i couldn't figure it out and i was like man this car i already did this it's this and this but then i walk away from it i'm like man let that thing be uh i come back to it and i'm like dude it was something so simple it was like a hose that was misplaced or something because oh, okay. I, I feel like the longer i linger on it the the less i can deal with things do you I put emotion behind it? Okay, and so when you were bothering your wife, getting involved before, why were you involved when she's going through her stuff? No, no, no. Like sh she'll come into the room and she's like angry about something else, right? And she wants to take it out. I guess I'm the closest person. The demon wants to fight with somebody, and she'll try to bring it to me. I'm like, bye, demon. And then she just she stays like frozen. Like, what do I do? And cause awesome. I don't entertain it. And neither does she. Like, if I'm in a funk with something from something else, so you let her go through what she got to go through. Yeah, she's got to go through. Oh, okay. whatever. And and same thing goes for me. She'll she'll tell me the same thing. Like, my nice. demon. And then at times I get mad because I'm like, what the hell? Like, but but it's because, why do you get mad? Uh, I get mad because like she'll point it. As, like, if I come into the room and I'm in a mood because of something else, and she'll say something, and I react because of the mood I'm already in. Um, She'll she'll be like, mm, you're not mad at me. It's okay. And she, she's like, bye, demon. And she just walks away because she knows I have to deal with that emotion, not her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. What have you realized about thoughts? Or what are they like? This year, what have you realized? That 
thoughts are wicked and they they just do everything in their power to which they have no power but they just uh they are they're they're demons and they are latched on on every ounce of my insides and so even in watching the thoughts and i think that i've overcome certain thoughts there's 10 more you know um how do you deal with the good ones? I don't know. I was trying to like think about what my good thoughts have been this year, or just in general. I, I don't. I really don't know how to answer that. Like, um, I'm just trying. I'm thinking of like a a good experience I had this summer, and I think. I wasn't thinking about it. I was just very aware and like conscious and in the present, but I don't know. I don't think I, I don't trust any thought. And the more that I'm watching my thoughts, like there, none of them are to be trusted, a good thought or a bad, you know. And, and how do you know you don't trust them? Well, I, I shouldn't say I don't, I don't trust it. I feel like that's part of the overcoming and that I'm seeing to not trust them. You know, thoughts, they're just really, really slippery. Sometimes I think that I'm not thinking at all about anything. And then if I sit there and I'm watching, I'm like, wow, I've actually been thinking about something for five minutes. You know what I mean? Yes. Amazing. It's yeah. It's it's slippery. It's demonic. It's wicked. All thoughts. It's been a year now since you've been working on this for sure. Yeah. What is that like for you now? A year later, at the end of this year, you're really, you know knowing seeing thoughts. Um, I'd like to say it's really freeing. At the same time. Hmm. I think I can see that I'm free from a darkness of a world that I was, like I wanted to die, I was comfortable in my hell, at the same time super uncomfortable in my hell. And I feel, I don't even know how, what words to use, I feel, I think, I see that I'm free from that type of hell, but I can also see that there's still a hell that exists that I want to overcome, so there's... There's a freedom that's taken place because I can see so much more. That being said, I am still seeing things that I'm like, wow, I thought that was maybe not part of me anymore. And there's still more like aha moments of seeing. There's still more veil to be lifted, I guess. But I feel, I don't know how to, I don't know how to talk anymore, honestly. I just, I see that I'm free from a bondage that uh, that I was in a year ago. Okay. And, and you'll go right here with the mic again, but right here. What are thoughts been like? What are thoughts like for you? It's been a year now. What are they like? And what have you realized about thoughts? Um, I realized that thoughts are from Satan to deceive me and I've been in the last year or in the last year 
I've been in the constant mode of practicing watching them, watching the thoughts when they come and kind of deciphering them out if they're useful, if they cause me some sort of emotion or provoke me to feel a certain way. And in the last year, I haven't had, I mean, thoughts come all the time, but watching them and being aware of them and staying in the present and letting them go um, is freedom. It feels free. Uh, how do you deal with the bad, the good, good ones? I don't look at thoughts as good or bad anymore. I look at them more as like uh, thoughts that come and I analyze them and then thoughts that are just practical. I look at thoughts, I don't look at them as good or bad. Do you get good, thought, good thoughts? Um, I, I, there's moments where... Well, maybe I should ask this way then now. <clears throat> what do you mean you don't look at them as good thoughts? Because there's moments where in, in the present of the moment, I'm enjoying something and I may get a thought like, this is really fun or this is living life or this is how it's always supposed to be. So that may be a good thought, but it's not something I hold on to. I just watch it pass. So you do get good thoughts? I would, if that, may, for me, maybe I would consider that a good thought, but I don't judge it as, I don't look at it, I don't hold on to it, I just let it pass. And how do you deal with bad thoughts? We were talking earlier about the bad thoughts. How do you deal with those? The same way. Just let it pass. Just see it. Let it pass. And do you always catch them before they have an impact on you? Um, in practicing, I would say yes. Because is it, in practicing watching them, when I see it, and I analyze it before I have before I have a reaction to it or overreaction to it. And then if I see it and analyze it, I I can say to myself or think that it's fine, it's nothing, it's not a big deal. I don't need to react to it. So I think I do catch it. Okay. It's in the practice of watching and being aware. Okay. Um, your husband said that he tried to help you while you're going through your hell. He would try to help you, but he stopped, mm -hmm. which is the right thing to do. Uh, at one, did you ever try to help him when you were going through his hell? When you see him angry or anything, did you ever try to help him by saying, oh, you need to get over that anger. It's the anger. It's this or that. Did you ever try to help him? Um, I think so. I, I, I've... Um, before we started coming here, like a few years ago, yeah, I didn't know, no, I don't know, I don't think I, maybe, I don't know, I don't remember. So, since knowing about the anger and that's what you need to be working on and the thoughts and things, at any point did you try to help him by correcting him when you see him angry or overreacting or shy or anything? When we first started and... I did the forgiving of the mom, my dad. When I forgave them, they were the easiest things, right? And I, he was the one who put me on game with you and I really didn't like you at first. So when he put me on this, I was like, how dare you not go forgive your mom, but you made me go forgive my parents. 
So then that's where my conflict was. And really, forgiving my parents was the most easiest thing ever. Right. But it was my grandmother that I could not forgive. And I told, he's like, you need to go forgive your grandma. And I said, well, if I go forgive my grandma, you have to go forgive your mom. The so, right you, so were you doing that just because he was doing it to you? Or were you trying to help him? Um, I think we were both trying to help each other, but we were doing it the wrong way. And so we were, were you doing it to try to help him or? I was trying to help myself. I mean, were you doing it because he had done it to you or were you trying to Yeah, so I'm saying I, I was trying to help myself so I could get him off of me. Yeah. So I told him, like, if you want me to go forgive my grandmother, you got to go forgive your mom. Oh, and I that see. Was, so you were doing it just because he had done it to you. Yeah. And, and I just wanted him off of me. And I didn't want right. him to constantly keep telling me that I had to go forgive my grandmother. Did you tell him to stop telling me that? I didn't. At any point? But then you told me I had to do it. So... <laughs> I, I, we had a session and you were like, no, you got to go forgive her because if you forgave your mom and dad, then you got to go forgive the root of all evil. So I did. Was it, which one was it easier to hear from me or him? Um, neither, to be honest with you, because I didn't want to do it. So I, I knew I didn't want to do it. Right. And I remember I told you I would do it and it took me a few months to do it. So... Hearing it from either, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm probably not going to, I'm going to tell you guys I'll do it, but I'm not going to do it. Okay. And so, but now you don't, you don't get in his way when he's going through Absolutely stuff. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. Nope. You see him going through things at times? Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yep. And you say nothing? Uh-uh. Right on. I walk away and I'm like, all right, there's one thing my dad did tell me all the time and my mom, let there only be one devil and not two. Yeah. So I walk away. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, what have you over here? In the black, yeah. What have you realized about thoughts and what are they like for you now? At the end of the year, what do you think about thoughts and how have you, um, she think? I think in the beginning I had to really see it for myself and believe it for myself that all thoughts um, all the time were lies because I, I really struggled with that concept in the beginning of the year. Right. Um, I remember that. And we used to kind of go back and forth about that and kind of debate that a little bit and... Um, I had to really see that for myself. So right. once I kind of got there and I, I truly believed that, and I, and I saw myself going through the process of when I got a good thought, that, oh, this is good, but then it would only bring you up to bring you down, and then I kind of realized, okay, it's, it's all of its lies. Um, so now, I think at the end of the year now, I'm getting better at um, seeing it and just slowing down, because I was always kind of a fast mover and busy and whatnot calming down, slowing down, having slower reactions to things, um, and just watching them, be getting better at what, practically watching them and moving through them and not paying them attention. Sometimes I get caught up. And what do you do when you get caught up? It depends on what the situation is. Meaning so, what? Um, <sighs> like my reactions to things that when I later on think about it, or I sort of analyze the situation, okay, what could I have done better? I notice that if something, if I'm triggered by something and then the thoughts come racing, then my reaction is not very good. Right. And then I, yeah, all hell breaks loose. And do you, uh, do you get good thoughts? Yeah. How do you deal with the good ones? I just try and sit in it and let it, let it pass and not, and not give it too much attention. 
And do you get bad ones? Yeah. And how do you deal with those? I try and do it the same way. And which is diff most difficult? The good ones or the bad ones? Probably the bad ones, especially in the morning. I really struggle in the morning. It takes me a good hour or two to kind of sort myself out, like, mentally. Like, I don't know, I just... And I just try and see that and just sit in that and overcome it and go through it. Oh, okay. Until I'm, like, level again. When, when you see your husband going through stuff and you know he's in thoughts and he's acting out, do you correct him or do you just leave him alone? Or do you I not say you it's always been like that. I just kind of like if you're if we if something comes up in conversation, we might talk about it. But like I don't try and I mean I might. It depends if it's if it if it's something that he's going through and he's dealing with, then I just let him get on with it. It's Are you it tempted to try to correct him or it tell depends. him he's if it's affecting me and it's a kind of a conversation for both of us, right? Um, then yeah, I'm trying to get better at stating my opinion and then leaving it alone. Right. Just Nothing wrong I with that. Used to be like but how about when he just, it just ticked or whatever on his own and you know that it's anger or you know it's something, do you just be quiet, let him go through it or do you say anything? Or do you just notice it? Like if I can see he's in like a funk, like a mood? Yeah, yes. It's quite rare, to be honest. So I would say that if I do see that, then I, in the occasions where I see him going through something, then I just give him the time that he needs. Do you understand that that's the right way to do it because he yeah. got to go through it by himself? Yeah. He, he can't use yeah. out of correction all the time. Yeah, and I'm learning that for myself as well. That right, everything I'm that I'm, that Sort of the last couple of months is where everything that I'm dealing with is only I can fix internally. Yeah. And, okay, you might have, or somebody else might have an opinion, but at the end of the day, I, I'm the one with the hell, and I'm the one that's triggered or whatever is deep in my thoughts, and I need to get over it right. and work through it. And you don't want to hear somebody else's opinion about it either. No, because sometimes that makes it's, it worse. it's happening all inside of you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. And you want only the truth to save you from it. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. So it's getting easier then. Yeah, I would say it's, it's getting easier. Sometimes, like I said, I think the other week, I feel like I go four steps forward and then a couple of steps back sometimes. Right, yeah. But I think I'm now getting to the point now, and I think both of us as well, like when things happen in life, before I used to see it as a negative of like, oh, here we go again, or another issue or whatever, whereas now I see it more as I'm grateful because it's just one more thing that I can overcome and I see it more as a positive and I can move forward. Amazing. One less thing I have to carry, you know? Um, <laughs> good. Amazing. Okay. How do you see thoughts now and what are they like for you? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's weird because... Can you a little bit for me? It's weird because I almost see it like, um, like having a dirty room. Like having thoughts, is, it crowds your mind. And the more I go on this journey, the more I'm like, it's like God is bringing us back to being kids again. Everything. Like he's, he's clearing out all of the junk that we collected over the years, listening to our imagination and pl trying to plan and, and think about life. So I just see it as like cleaning my room and just like. Do you have uh, good thoughts? Yeah. You do? And how do you deal with the good ones? I just, I mean, everybody's already given this answer, but I just let them pass. 
Speak up. I just let them pass. Meaning what? Meaning that I see them. Sometimes I get excited by them. And then I realize, don't get too excited about this situation. And then I let it go. And how about the bad one? How do you deal with the bad Same ones? Same thing. I try not to let things get me too down or too up. I try to stay even kill. By doing what? By just seeing it for what it is. It's something that's trying to get you up. And what is even kill? Meaning that I don't allow uh, things to make me too happy or too upset. I try to see it all as the same thing. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just life. And when your wife is going through things, do you just stay back and let her do, go through what she got to do? Or do you point out the anger or correct her at any point? Oh, yeah, I correct her. And why? Because it's necessary. What do you mean? Um, certain situations that may affect my children, I will protect them. Well, I don't mean like, I mean like when she's like in her own funk. And it's not protecting, it's not interfering with not the Not when it's going to hurt somebody. Oh, okay. Just when you see her in her own thing, you, and you can just tell she going through stuff. Sure. Uh, she may be throwing things around. Throwing, throwing things around. But not toward the kids or anything. Lovely. How do you, what do you do when you see her like that? Well, she's throwing things around. I wouldn't allow her to Well, do I don't that. mean like throwing. What do you, what do, you do when you just see her in her funk? Going through well, I've learned, I've learned to put the hammer down and just allow her to go through her own journey of seeing these things for herself and growing in that way. So you don't point out, oh, this is anger, you gotta let anger go and all that kind of stuff? Not as much anymore, no. Not as much? No. You do it somewhat? Sometimes. And why? Uh, it's, um, in the situations that you're talking about where it's not affecting anyone else, I allow her to go through it by herself. But if it does affect anyone else, then I might point it out. I will point it out. So when you say you do it sometimes, do you, are you pointing out sometimes to see when it's affect someone else or when it's just her? Never when it's just what her anymore. You to? Never, when it's just, never when it's just her anymore. I allow her to go through that herself. But if it does affect situations and, situ and uh, circumstances. What were making you do it beforehand? Well, I was trying to control um, and um, trying to protect. And sometimes you can go a little bit over in the opposite direction, too far in the other direction. So I was going a little bit too far in the other direction, okay. overprotecting. All right. I got to move a little bit faster here. Mm -hmm. The young lady in the back. Well, you're so young, I got to know how you feel in the end of the year, the thoughts, and what are they like, how you see them? Um, as far as the thoughts, I would say just realizing that they're lies. I didn't really believe that. When you said that, I was like, okay, as long if that makes him happy to think that. <laughs> right. Then, you know, I heard a lot of pastors say a lot of Christian things. So it was like, okay, right. that sounds great, but is that reality? So as the months were going by, it really hit me when I heard a really bad thought in my head. And I was like, I would never think that. Yeah. So then I was like, where is this coming from then? And then I started listening to you more and more. And that's when it really hit me. Yeah. And so it's been about, it's been almost a year now since you've been here, right? Almost two years. Really? Wow, yes. two years? That's amazing. <laughs> um, do you have good thoughts? Yes. How do you deal with those? 
I try not to get a thrill. <laughs> <laughs> All for the thrill of it. And how about a bad thought? I have bad thoughts, yes. And how do you deal with those? I know now that they're not coming from me because it's like, why would I ever think that? That's not real or sometimes it's so random too or it's so evil that it's yeah. like, okay, you know, so. Amazing. How old are you? I'm 21. It's amazing to be having just even a glimpse of that at 21. Believe me, you save yourself a lot of hardship and unnecessary stupid problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have no idea. You're going to avoid a lot of stuff, and you never know about it because you will never have to go through it. So you're not going to even know what you're avoiding. Mm -hmm. But you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. So stay with it. Thank you. Francisco, you had, uh, how do you see thoughts now? And what, do you, what are they like? I'm, I'm just kind of going through it. Uh, they never stop. Uh, you know, it's like in the ocean, the waves never stop. So you say, so you, so you see them. I see them uh, c constantly and continuously uh, coming at me. And so a year have gone by. Have you been helped? Yes. In Norna, in what way? So two quick uh, items that helped me the most is uh, uh, I made up fantasies and dreams about people, my friends who were enemies. And I didn't know that. I, I thought they were what I thought they were, and it was, it was a big lie. And once, I, once, I, once that was revealed to me, then I, you know, they're not my friends. They're not my, you know, people so, that I... So do you have good thoughts? Yeah. How do you deal with those? Uh, I don't know. So just kind of, just... Sometimes I laugh at it, or I, I deal with it, or, you know, just watch it. And do you have bad ones? I do. And how do you deal with those? It reminds me of that poem. Uh, you treat them both the same. They're both imposters. It reminds me of that poem. Uh, if, so how do you deal with the bad ones? Um, just not deal with it, you know, not pay attention to it. I'm let sorry? Speak up a little bit. Let it go. Let it go. Okay. Amazing. And the other item that, that I wanted to mention was uh, um, being able, not picking sides. I'm from a big Hispanic family, and everybody, everybody uh, picks their own sides to every story. You know, there's a thousand stories. And, uh, you know, I don't have to pick a side, and I don't have to agree with, with the person, uh, next, my, you know, my own sibling. I don't have to believe them. I don't have to be on their side. And it's so freeing, you know. Okay. So that's a, a great thing. Amazing. The last one about the thought, then I got to get to the biblical question. Um, how do you see the end of the years here? Uh, how do you see thoughts now, your relationship with them? I see thoughts like they're overwhelming, they're addictive, they're compelling. You know, they can get you to do things. Uh, they can change your whole attitude. They can change your mind. Um, and what was the second question? Do you get good ones? I've heard that there are no such thing, but I, that doesn't, yet they do come in and I get 
And I'll be totally in, engulfed in them, yes. And the good ones? Uh-huh. And, and so you, do you deal with them at all, or you just in them? I mean, sometimes I, sometimes I know I'm in it. Sometimes I'll, you know, I don't really realize it until I'm in it. And how about the bad You get bad ones? Yep. Thoughts? And how do you deal with that? Of those? The, pretty much the same way. Sometimes I realize I'm in it, and sometimes I'll go through several minutes just being in, in it and won't even realize it until totally the next thought comes in. Oh, I was just in a... What happened? I was... Two minutes went by, and I have no idea what happened. Mm -hmm. You know? That's how, that's how it works. Amazing. Joel, how do you deal with... How do you deal with thoughts? What do you thought, realize about thought? The end of the year, Christmas, Santa Claus is coming tonight. How do you, how do you uh, what do you realize about thought? What do, you, what do you think they're like? It's interesting that you asked this question because this morning during the prayer, I realized it's so easy to like, just go with the thought. And then, then you recognize it and then you come back. But it's like so interesting. And I was just thinking about it, how interesting it is just how easy you'll just go unconscious and then you, you don't even realize you're unconscious until you come back to consciousness All right. so I definitely see that I see that happening and then the way I deal with the good or bad thoughts is that um, when they come in the thing that I had to work on overcoming is that when they come in is um, I'll try to like speak the, the truth on them I'll try to speak the truth on them to like stop feeling it but what that does is... Repeat, repeat that. And go to hate for me uh, so you'll be already over there. What do you say just now? So, like, when I feel the bad ones... Right. Or the good ones, but mostly the bad ones, um, or what I perceive as the bad ones, I'll try to speak the truth to it um, so I can stop feeling it, stop feeling the pain. So I'm <laughs> trying to, like, control the the feeling of it what do you mean speak truth to it like what i know about it like it's just a lie oh, go through it and what i'm trying to do is trying to stop it right in that moment i'm trying to like get rid of it and every time i do that it just adds it adds to it then i want to go eat a donut right <laughs> so i realized i'm learning to just like let go of control and just allow it to to happen and just realize that we don't have control. And I think the thing that I realized over the years is that I keep thinking, I've always thought that if I don't try to do something about the thoughts or the feelings, that I'm gonna miss the opportunity to overcome. But I realize now that if you let go, all things will be added. God's not forgetting about you. He's not gonna let you not overcome. He's gonna show you where to go. So learning that. On Monday, we had our staff meeting. We have a staff meeting every Monday morning. And so at the end of the meeting, I told the guys, just for one day only, this day, be aware of yourself walking through these rooms, through the doors. You're having lunch, be aware of having lunch. How long did that last for you? 35 seconds, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to be aware. Yeah. Just for no. one day. Well, because I remember we... It's like Jesus told the disciple, okay, y'all can stay away for one hour while I go up and talk to the Father? They were all knocked out. Well... Snowing, with the mouth open. <laughs> they hadn't heard Sean yet. 
And he was like, y'all can still wait one hour while he go and talk to the father, right? And so you can still wait 30 minutes. Well, I'm only joking, but to make that point is that we had, right after the meeting, we had like a snack. Somebody brought a snack or something. And then right away, I noticed myself, but thankful, thankfully that we just had that meeting, you talked about it. Right away, I almost just indulged into it. But then I thought, like, okay, let me be more constant. Just in case Jesse asked me, I could tell him. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, did I come there? Yes, hey, what at the end of the year, thought, what are they like for you, and how do you see them? Uh, it, it really rung true to me when you said that you are your world, that the thoughts put you into this thing and you're perceiving, it makes you think that you're perceiving your world, yeah. but you're just, you're thinking about your world and it creates this, this fake world that isn't even true and it makes you do stuff that sabotages your life and things. So, that. That. <laughs> and how do you deal with good thoughts? You get a good thought sometimes? Yeah. Well, they seem good to me. I, I get... I get, yeah, I, get, I get kind of... For example, something I think I want to do on the weekend or on my day off. I'll get... Sometimes I've... Like just this weekend, I've gotten kind of hung up on something that I planned that I wanted to do. Right. But I didn't know if I had enough time to do it. So my mind was occupied while preparing... And then I got kind of like lost and almost paralyzed with, well, what do I do? Do I bring this stuff? Do I bring that stuff? Do I leave this at home? So I got kind of sucked into um, thinking too much Amazing. with the good thoughts. And how do you deal with the bad ones? Do you get bad ones? Yeah. And how do you deal with them? Sometimes I think that I'm seeing something that's that's wrong when I'm when I'm thinking a bad thought. Oftentimes like it's about somebody else, somebody else's life, something that I should tell them <laughs> about myself. <laughs> that's the thoughts. Yeah. Um all you're trying to tell somebody else what to do. But go ahead. And then like sometimes there'll be like a self criticism that will put me in a mood about myself or about my work or my life and that too will get me kind of in a funk rather than just kind of indifferent yeah don't speak for him hold on mama <laughs> I just told the wife don't help the husbands because <laughs> I'm having the same thought <laughs> Okay. So they, uh, they get me carried away as well, the bad ones. Okay. Amazing. Uh, okay. You had your hand. Yes. I, I forgot to mention um, something that's really helped me so much. I don't know if other people experienced this before, but um, one thing that before coming to Bond that I didn't realize, but now I do, that's helped me tremendously is I no longer see myself as my thoughts. Whereas before I came here, my thoughts were mine and it was me. And so if I was thinking something, 
this was what I wanted and this was me. And now I see it as like a separate entity outside of myself. Okay. So that's tremendously helped me. Amazing. Um, I got to go to the biblical question, then we'll wind this out. Uh, the biblical question. Why are we supposed to care what people say or think about us? Let me tell you, young man, first and then here. Uh, the, the brown sort of, yeah. Um, at least I can speak for myself with this. Um, yeah, I'm talking only about yourself, nobody else. Yeah. I used to do it because I thought it was the only way I could either relate to someone, you know, or um, try to have something in common with somebody, you know, so I would try to, so I believe whatever they would say, um, you know, when it came to any situations, I wanted to be liked, or I wanted to be appreciated, or so I would just believe it, more or less, um, or take on whatever they wanted me to take on for them. You know, that way I'm, I'm liked or appreciated. And did you know, were you thinking you were supposed to care? Yes, I thought I was supposed to care what somebody thought about me because, um, you know, what they thought about me, I thought it mattered to me. I thought I was, I was getting life when they, when they thought something good about me, if they right. thought something terrible, I was, I was like, what am I doing wrong? How, how do I get better so I could be better for them? And sometimes that's amazing. Did you anyone ever tell you growing up that you just care what others say or think about you? Yes, I was told that, like the boss, for example, if you're working at a job, they should they should care a certain way about you or look at you a certain way. Or if you're the since I was the older brother, your brothers should look up to you. Or your um, or if you're the leader in a group, like when I was uh, a part of groups or friend groups, right? And it's weird because sometimes in these big friend groups I had. We had these, we didn't realize it, but unconsciously people were following me or following somebody else. Yeah. And they were looking at me to make the decisions of the choices. Or they would just follow me because they, um, they but I thought about them mattered. You know, um, and I didn't realize that was happening. Um, I was unconsciously doing that. That's amazing, man. Yeah. That's so clear. Did you, uh, do you see or feel that way? No, I don't care what people think about me anymore. Oh, you so, know, and how did you overcome that? Um, by realizing that people, it can, I realized that people are going to think what they're going to think regardless. There's nothing you can do about that, and it's out of my control how people perceive me right. or how people see me. So especially being here I'm with Bond, I'm listening to you over, the, over you know, many years now, that um, it was revealed to me that, you know, I just don't know what people think about me, and I'm okay with that. Nice. Because when I say something that's uh, true or factual or whatever it may be, and it starts to bring up, conjure something up in that person, and I remember when I used to be really lukewarm as a Christian, just really lukewarm, just go along to get along, you know, just, uh, yeah, whatever you say is right. Uh, what do you think about this? And I would never have a stance on anything because I wanted to make sure everybody liked me. So if I challenged that person on something that they disagree with that I might lose that friend. I'm not going to get what I'm getting from that right. friend anymore. And I was always trying to get something from people and didn't realize that. Amazing. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you had your hand, young lady. And then, frankly, go to Big Bob. Uh, are, are why are we supposed to care what people say or think about us? I think it's very, very crucial. It's one of God's warnings towards us to abstain from the appearance of all evil. 
and I've lived it because in my younger years, I was, you know, the mini skirt hoochie mama. And of course, I had people judging me and seeing me, and it was in my control. It was up to me how I dressed, how I presented myself, how I spoke, the words that came out of my mouth. And my abuelita, you know, from Mexicali, she would always tell me, it's very important. The Bible tells us women to dress modestly, to act modestly, to speak in a low tone. And then my grandmama and granddaddy from Alabama, they believed the same thing. So when I would go to Alabama and granddaddy would see me in a miniskirt, he would say, oh, no. You ain't going out of my house looking like that. You better go in there and put yourself some clothes on. So I didn't really get it back then. I just thought that they were. But now that I'm getting older, I'm recognizing, I'm seeing the downfall of society and how these young ladies, older ladies, middle-aged ladies, are running around in yoga pants, showing all their business to everybody. You know, it's to me, that's really disgusting when I see these women walking around with these skin-tight yoga pants showing everything they got. And men, they can't control themselves. And what's worse, I was in Carlsbad, they were actually doing yoga outside of an open-air uh, fish market on the grass with their legs in the air with these yoga pants on. I mean, it's like that's evil. That's wickedness. And you're showing and you're giving the appearance of evil, and God warns us. So I believe, especially as women, as, you know, even young women, that we dress modestly and that we do care what other people think. You don't want the man on the corner to say, oh, here comes the hoochie mama. You know, you want so the man you, on the corner to say. At your age now, do you care about... So you were taught you're supposed to care about what others <laughs> thought or said about you? Not really, because my parents were from the 60s, so I had a mixture of everything. My parents so didn't So they didn't care. teach you that way I at all? I didn't really got taught anything. And so do you care now? I do. And, and why? Because I want to represent my Jesus, and I want people to represent what? My Jesus. Your Jesus? My Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, my Jesus. Happy oh, birthday, I got Jesus. It. Nice. <laughs> and, and so you represented him. Well, I would like to represent him. I don't, I'm trying the best I can because he does warn us to abstain from the appearance of all evil. Now, if I have. I was in Alabama. Do you um, think it's evil to wear yoga pants outside like that? I do. And what's evil about it? It shows all your business. And, you know, men, they have their thoughts running away with them. And it just looks very perverted. Okay. Amazing. Thank you. Um, why are we supposed to care what people say or think about us? We shouldn't. And do you? No. Have you ever before? Yes. You did. And when you did, why did you at that time? Were, were you taught that or did you, um, was it like what this young man explained so clearly? Uh, why did you think? Um, partially being told um, and just being in the world, just, you know, wanting acceptance or something like that. Yeah, just wanting to um, fit in. Um, and again, being told that. Partially, that that's you should care how other people look at you, or yeah, yeah. Um, and do you, so you don't now? Do you now? No, I don't. I don't care. No. How did you get? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that. Um, <laughs> although I don't care, I do pay attention to what people say because they do tell people do tell you the truth, and you know that critique makes me watch myself to yeah. try to um, make sure I'm, that I'm, you know, um, I am watching, just watching myself, All right. you know, because people do tell you the truth. 
Remember that day, uh, Big Bob does so with hate sometimes, he gets so with hate. Remember that first day you was in there? <laughs> you saw like Ben Carson. I could hardly hear him. Yeah, so the, the rain came down. And, and I went in there and I yelled out, speak from the chest, boy. <laughs> Something like that. Did that help you? To, what did you think about that? Yeah. Um like I mentioned to you that I was cool the whole time after, you know, <laughs> after being asked to do a show. I was fine the whole time. I, you know, oh, I'm going to do the show. Cool. Got in the seat. I was fine. And started off, you know, but when you came in and said that, that just threw me all off. I was, <laughs> I was like, no, not, not now. <laughs> not now, but I, I, I did need that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nice. No. Appreciate that. And, and did you get better from that? Yes. Yeah. Good, yeah. Man. Yeah. I think uh, so. You bring some good information because I didn't know that, just to deviate a little bit, that in Kentucky, I believe, that black people owned slaves in Kentucky. Oh, was it right. Kentucky? That was Kentucky. And how many were there? Black um, slave owners? There were, in, in a specific county, I think there were 29, but there were throughout Kentucky, there were over 50. It may be even more than that. Yeah, something sure. it was a high number. It was a high number. Yeah. I never heard that before. Yeah. I knew black people owned slaves, but I didn't know a number like that in a certain state, yeah. you know, one state like that. Right, yeah. That was amazing. That was. It, when I found out about it, I was like, whoa. And then I looked, did a little research, and I was like, oh, yeah. It's, it, yeah. It, happened. it was bigger than, the numbers are bigger than I can even imagine. Yeah. Just one state. Alone. I never heard yeah. that before. Right. Huh? Amazing. Yeah. So is it easy doing the show now? Easier? Easier. easier. Every time is is it, it uh, easier. And I, <laughs> there's been certain things that I had to overcome while doing it. Certain things that I, um, yeah, just little. It's just little things that that made a big difference that I just overcame by just showing up yep. and just doing it. Amazing. Yeah. Nice. What I realized about thoughts, uh, the other day I got a call from a sales lady on my home phone, and she was trying to get me to, to agree to a date so the sales person can come out and meet with me. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not interested. And then when I said, no, I'm not interested, instead of the woman said, okay, thank you, bye. She was like, well, how about January, this date? I'm like, I am not interested. She was like, well, how about this date? I was like, I told you I wasn't interested. But when she was doing it, I realized that, and I finally had to just hang up on her. But I realized that she was like a bully. She was trying, and that's what self people tend to do. They impose on you. They, they, they have, they've been training you one day after another day. Oh, it's, they need to get it sealed so that they don't want to give you a chance to change your mind. And so they have to seal a date or something like that, right? And so I realized that this woman was like thoughts. Thoughts are like bullies. They always impose on you. I was meeting with someone the other day and they have a lot of money. And so they mentioned how I can make a lot of money. And right away, the thought got involved in the conversation. In my head, it was just having a real conversation about this. And I'm thinking, I didn't ask you information. I didn't ask, the thought was trying to make 
the deal sounds so good and so interesting and I would mud, it told me how much money I could have and everything. The thought did, not the person. And I would realize thoughts are like bullies. And if you don't realize that you're being bullied by being aware of that, it will make you do crazy stuff. It will make you agree with stuff you don't want to agree with. It'll make you imagine yourself rich and you're as poor as a dog. But it'll make you mad at someone else for no reason at all. It'll make you afraid, right? And what I realized is that they impose on you. They're like bullies. And so what I, I understand now is that you got to stop letting thoughts bully you. You got to say no to the bully. Nope, I'm not listening to you. Be aware of that. And, and when you're aware of them, they lose power over you. They really don't have, they lose the power because it's just a thought. And so they try to catch you and make you react right away before you have time to see what's going on. And when you react to them right away, they got you, right? But they're like bullies. It's time, and this year coming up, and starting today, you gotta say no to the bully. It's just a thought, it's just a bully. It's not a bad one, and it's not a good one. But they come and present themselves in a way to get you to overreact. Even with the truth, we talked about the truth before, the thoughts will bully you with the truth. It'll tell you, you'll hear what the truth is, and then you, it'll lock you in with that truth. And every time something come up, you speak that, that one truth. Because it, it's intellectual, and it reminds you of the Bible. It reminds you of something that happened 100 years ago. It reminds you, and, and you'll think that you're thinking that, and you'll spirit it out, and it's not you. Like with husband and wife situation, married people situation, the thought would tell you, look at your husband or look at your wife. He or she is angry. Tell them they need to stop being angry. Tell them that it's the anger. And you'll go tell them that and they're like, leave me alone. Because the, the, the they need, they don't need to hear that. They, and cause it, cause it's, because as soon as you tell them that it's anger, it's a thought, the devil going to tell them, look, they think they know more than you. They think they're so righteous. I mean, when they burn the food, you know what I'm saying? It'll just, it'll just give you a thought about the person. Have you noticed that? They think they're so righteous. They think they're so right. And you do think that. That's why you're doing it. So thoughts are bullies. I want you to remember that for this year coming up. Stop letting the bully bully you. And, and to add on to what he said, it's just in you. Even this biblical question, why are we supposed to care about what people think about us? It's not that we care about what people think about us. It's the thought got us thinking about what they're thinking about us. We don't even know what they're thinking. <laughs> but the thoughts tell you that that's what they're thinking, and you believe that inside of you. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes. But I promise you that when you stop believing thoughts and stop thinking, you won't think about what other people are thinking because the, the spirit of evil is not in you to think about what someone else. And it's not that you don't care or you do care. You just don't think about it. You don't have the thoughts inside of you in your world making you think about what somebody else thinks about you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It's happening to you. It's happening inside of you. It's not happening to them. You're thinking about what they are thinking. 
Think about that. <laughs> that makes sense? It, how, how does it make sense? This, this is why you got to start paying attention. Yes. As you were saying that, I was already thinking about that. <laughs> I was saying there's no such thing as what other people think about you. Because right. no one's going to really tell you, hey, I think you look whatever. They're never going to tell you. It's what you think they think about you. Absolutely. And vice versa. I, I am what you think I think I, that you think I am. That's right. Yeah. I just want y'all to There's know that. You want to be free of thoughts, period. Don't hold on to any thoughts, period. Thoughts, the imagination, is the enemy of God. The imagination hate good. Thoughts hate God. Isn't that something? And that's why God said, bring every thought into captivity. You should not be thinking of it. But what's so interesting about it, they do get weak when you pay attention. They become weaker. And evil people can look at you, they can tell your weakness, and they know how to zoom in to get what they want from you. Because you're feeling and thinking exactly what they're feeling and thinking. And they know it. Isn't that amazing? They'll pretend they love you when they really hate you. That's true. Just to get what they want from you. And they really hate you. Amazing. Yes, ma'am. So that's a very interesting point. And what I want to say is, when you start focusing on the Lord, and you start dressing modestly, you don't think about what other people think. You don't worry about what other people think because you know what you're doing is righteous for God and righteous for the Lord. Back in the day when I used to dress like a hoochie mama in my mini skirts and what have you, I was always thinking, you know, what are they thinking? You know, are they hating me? Are they liking me? Do they like this attire? What did you say about the Lord? When you're dressing modestly and you follow what the Lord is wanting of you, oh, okay. you know, to abstain from the appearance of all evil, I personally, I no longer worry about what other people think or care about what other people think. So that came along with me trying to live modestly, oh, I look modestly. That I know what you gone. mean. I know what you mean about modest dressing and stuff like that. We were taught that growing up for sure. I, I talk to my staff sometimes because they like millennials and just crazy. But they that's are a different crazy. story for next Sunday. Um, we were taught differently. But you see, I but, wasn't taught that not, way. I had to learn on my own because my parents, my parents were hippies from the '60s, and they didn't care. It was my grandparents' influence right. that I very rarely saw you know, grandma and granddaddy, but it always stuck with me when granddaddy would have a fit about me going out with a miniskirt or I couldn't be out after a certain hour or I couldn't be going up into the woods with that boy, you know? That's why you, that's why you need good parents around, too. Yeah. You need the father and the mother. Amazing. I, I had to grow into it, and I did, and right I, I'm very blessed, and I don't think about what other people think about me anymore. Nice. Amazing. Um... You said that when you get angry, repeat that, you go into the I closet, don't you? I go into the closet, yeah. Explain that to me again. I just go in the closet. If, like, my, these you, thoughts are, like, over just taking everything, right. I leave wherever I'm at, and I go into my closet, and I, I'm just there. So you literally go into another room? Yeah. And do what? Just think about my thoughts. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that you said that, because here's what I recommend. Give it a try. It's the next time that feeling come up on you, the thoughts and the feeling, going into your room and being aware within yourself what's going on. And you want to 
let it just overwhelm you, let it happen, and, and so that God can, the light can save you from it. You want to just go deeper into it and deeper into it and just let it overwhelm you. And, and, and don't run from it at all. Let's say you're yelling at your kids. Right. Or let's say you're not yelling, but you feel anger. And then they're just going off and, and you don't say anything. Thing, right, and now this anger just get worse. The same like, who do they think they are? They talking to you like that? You the mama, and then you feel even more so. Cause now you feel disrespected, and then you say, "Well, go have a seat." No, I don't have no seat. <laughs> and then you, and then that the thoughts get worse, and the feeling just like you want to just break down and slap them and curse. Right? Mm -hmm. I want you to experience that to the that's the valley of the shadow of death. You want it to be as, the pain to be as great as it can. So you want me to stand there and literally, okay. 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 All right. What does that mean? I just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about myself standing there if that situation happens, yeah. so. It's happening so that the devil evil can rise up in you and get you really really angry and want to lash out and want to do what you do right but it's also happened so God can save you from that and what will happen is he will come in he will destroy that darkness and then your kid did the same thing over and over you would feel nothing about it you would deal with them perfectly because you will no longer have the spirit of evil in your mind. You will have a clear mind, okay. and a clear mind would be no feelings, and you'll be and you would not feel attacked or disrespected or anything because you will have a clear mind. But you need to. That's what it means to go to God with fear and trembling. Right. You need to be trembling, and no matter how great the tremble is, you feel it. Don't complain and don't be blaming them that they are making you feel that way because yeah. the devil say, oh, they disrespecting you. There's no you to disrespect, so they're not disrespecting you. And the devil say, oh, how can you, you buy their food, you cook their meal. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. You're the mama, right? He'll be giving you all this, but he'll also be giving you all disrespect, pain, I'm the mama pain, I'm this pain, and let it overwhelm you. And leave it there, and God will take care of it. It'll blow your mind. Okay. You got to start, and all of you, you got to start letting God do this. And, and he wants to do it, but you'll cut it off before he can help you. You'll run, or you'll get mad, or you'll yell, or you'll scream, or you'll blame, or you'll give in to the feeling, thinking that that's who you are. So he can't save you from it because you've been saved by the devil again. But you got to feel it. That's the spirit of evil. It's not you. Okay. Even if it feels like you're about to fall out on the floor or something, right? With anger and reaction. You want that. You're going through the depths of hell. You want to go through the hell to kill the ego. That makes sense? It makes sense, yeah. yeah. And I want you to realize that being angry with your kid is not normal anyway. There's never, ever, 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 but ever a reason to be angry about anything. That's an abnormal spirit in you, you possess. I don't think I get mad at the kids, the, like the kids' kids. I think I get mad at a situation. 
that is presented at that moment. But usually when it comes down to them, I'm like, all right, whatever. Why did you use that as an example? I know how oh, okay, kids okay. can get to yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. with anything. Okay. My point is when, the, when those feelings come, you want them to come so you can see what's in there so you can die from them. I would counsel with a guy this week, and he said that he had been doing this out of prayer, blah, blah, blah. And he stayed, he'd been with different women, so he decided to stay away from the women, right? And when he was staying away for a long time, he thought that he was free. He thought, well, I'm free. I don't have anger. I don't feel this. I don't feel that anymore, anything, right? He thought that he was free. But then he got with a woman recently, and everything came up again. And he was like, oh, I thought I was free. But he realized he wasn't free. A thought had told him he was free because he wasn't facing any situation like that that made him feel that way. And he realized that he listened to a thought which had lied to him. Mm. <laughs> the thought, I want you to understand how clever and wicked thoughts are. And you will come to see it if you stay with you. If you just watch it, just watch it. And never, don't you worry about anyone else. Just keep it on you. Yes. So I've sat there, but it physically hurts. Yes. Almost. Like, not almost. It physically hurts. Yes. It literally feels like I'm physically dying. Yes. That's why last night that I was like, I right, want. I'm dead. But I was obviously doing those, that breathing thing. But I, I literally felt like I was dying. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And yeah. I don't cry. It's really rare for me to cry. And I was trying to squeeze a tear out because I was like, I would rather cry than feel this. But it's so, it's really bad. It's like, the, it's painful. It is. And that's death. <sighs> you, have, you must die in order to live. You're never going to live until you die. And the light is trying to destroy that. And that horrible pain that you feel, it's just in your body. It's not in you. It's like me laying on the table. I'm not the table. Right, right. You know? And so it's just in your body. It made a home in you, your <laughs> body, but it didn't even make a home in the real you. It just made a home in your house. Yeah, yeah. And so in your house, you have, you have yeah. these intruders are there now. You feel them in your house. Fear and doubt and lonely and worry, can't sleep, can't eat, right? Yeah. But it's just a spirit of evil, and that's what needs to die. And if you let it happen, don't save yourself from it. Let it happen, it will die. It, it will die. Okay. And then, and let's say that it gets really, really rough, and you take it for a while, but you just, oh, I can't take no more. You let it die a little bit, letting it die a little bit will cause you to want more. And next time it comes, you take more of the death. And the next time you come, you will take more of the death. And as you're dying, all thoughts and emotions of fear and doubt and jealousy and worry and loneliness and envy and strife and all that stuff is dying okay. because that's the nature of the imagination. Yeah. It's the nature of thoughts. It's yeah. the nature yeah. of the devil. Yeah. That makes sense? Absolutely. Yeah. That help a little bit? A lot. In, 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 in one minute, two minutes, explain what I said. What you got from it? <laughs> Just so others can hear it too and maybe understand a little bit. Uh, sit in my hell and just let it just literally die. Yes. That's it. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, 
And I know that those thoughts that are in my head are not my thoughts. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I get it because I've always said my, our bodies, or my, I see, I, let me speak for myself, my body's my temple. So I know that these things are in me that are not supposed to be there. Absolutely. So that makes absolute sense. I, but just honestly, just playing with those thoughts, I mean, obviously they're intriguing at times. So, and because, I know I do that to myself. Yeah, I want to urge you or encourage you not to do that because the devil, he doesn't play games. He doesn't. He he, he'll come as a nice person. He'll come as a nice boy, a nice spirit, but he wants you. And I feel like he knows exactly where to get me. He does. Like through what little, yeah. like he knows what door to open. Yes. And it's so irritating. It, you could walk in your office and everybody look up. They see you. Walk, they hear the door open or whatever. You, they look up, yeah. and the devil is tell you, "Oh, they think your dress is ugly," mm. and you walk through your whole day feeling ugly dress. When they were not thinking that, period, they were you thinking that in you. Yeah, yeah. They were, they ain't even thought about you. They didn't even notice your dress. Yeah. You're like, is my dress ugly? They're like, what dress? They haven't even paid attention. <laughs> I want y'all to know that these things are happening in your world. They're not happening out there. It's happening out there, but it's in somebody else's world. It had nothing to do with you. Did that help a little bit? Yes. Did that help a little bit with others? Yes, sir. Nice. That made a little sense. Yes. You got to keep your eye. It's your world. Nobody can help you. You got to die. You must die. Yes, sir. Right here real fast. I saw a hand and then last word and we got to end it. Did that help a little bit? Yes, sir. I'm telling you. It's crazy. It's not us. And if people make enemies out of you, they have made an enemy out of you. You didn't make an enemy out of them. Your friend decided to make you their enemy. Because in their world, they didn't see what was going on. Yes, sir. Hi, uh, Jesse. Um, I want to thank you for what you're doing and the way you give your service. Because I'm dealing with him, and he done picked a lot of ways up from his mother. My son, this is my grandson. Oh, okay. My son passed away at 21. He would have been 25 now. But at the same time, I just have to show him how to be a man. I can't get aggravated at him right. running around the house. And is he going to have issues because his mom was going to keep him away from his daddy or his papa or no? How would I do that? Is his, is his mother keeping him away from from you now? I live in California. He lives in Kentucky. Oh. I got him for four months. Not really, but at the same time, he's getting a lot of ways from his mama doing kissy lips and pictures. I was telling him, um, like, I'm trying to bring him back to the manhood where, okay. you know what I'm saying? Well, when he does that, don't make it a big deal. When he does it, just say, does. yeah, don't, don't say, that's not manly, don't run that. You just say, hey, don't do that, why are you doing that? Right. But don't make it a big deal. Don't get angry about it. Don't talk about it all day. Because if you don't make it a big deal and you're not mad about it, God is working through you and he will work in him. Okay. Don't be mad. And then don't worry about if she's going to turn him against this and she's going to do that. Those are just thoughts coming from Satan. If you're seeking the kingdom of God in his right way and you're, you're overcoming that evil nature of the imagination and you're right, then right going to work through you. It'll work out. All right. Thanks, Jess. Yeah, don't get into thoughts about it. And, and, and do not tease him about that or be on him about it. Don't try to correct it because it's spiritual. You can't correct it. You have to be right 
and rightness was corrected. You deal, because you deal with him perfectly with love. He's just a kid. And you, you traumatize him by yelling at him about it or just, oh, you act like this, you act like that. Don't do that to him. And he'll be fine. Last word. Yes, sir. Uh, I'd like to answer the biblical question. Should oh, we about, uh, should we, about uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah, you told me you want, you want to respond last yeah. Sunday. Why should, ask Bill, this is okay, Dub, I just feel five minutes only. Why should, why should we, why are we supposed to care what people say or think about us? Uh, we should care because that's what keeps the devil under control. You say you Does should it, care? Yes. Uh, because uh, based on how I was raised, I was raised not to do a lot of things. One of the main things that was taught to me by my parents and grandparents, uh, never steal. Because if you're known for being a thief, word's going to spread out. No one will ever trust you. No one will ever want you in their house. You know, even the family's going, oh, that kid, oh, my nephew stole something from the house. You know, I, I don't want him in my house. You know, people are going to start talking about you, and no one will ever trust you. So you don't think? ever do that. Do you, and if you did, do it to you someone. Steal? Huh? You never stole in your life? Uh, when uh -huh. I was a kid, like a little toy, yeah, but, you I know. I knew you stole. Yeah, well, none of us, you know, we're all the devil, you know. No, you know why you stole? Again. May I tell you why you stole? Because they told you not to steal. No, well, that was before I was taught. They told they you caught not me, to They caught me with the toy, like my mom said, hey, where's this toy from? I didn't buy this from you, uh, for, for you. Did you steal oh, after I that? I got it from, some, from my, uh? Did you steal anything after that? Nope. It reminded me of when Adam was told not to eat the apple. Yeah. And he ate the apple anyway. But if he had not been told not to eat the apple, he would not have eaten it. You know, my, grandpa, crazy? my grandpa told me a story. That's like crazy, huh? Like what happened to him. I mean, I won't get into it because it's long, a little long yeah, story. Yeah, because I, I got to end but it. But it was really deep what happened to him. And We're bringing next week. Oh. And, and, and remind, have a remind me so I know. All yeah. right? But yeah, you know, my father said, you know, always told me, you know, don't ever do anything, you know, because you don't want to be known for as being a thief or being a bully or being right. Always I got, make friends with everybody, be friendly with everybody. I'm you know, sorry, just, but I got it in, yeah, man. Yeah. We, we ran out of tape here. Mm -hmm. um, but I want you all to think about that. When you tell a kid not to do something, they do it. Because they weren't thinking about doing it prior. But when you said not do it, not even thinking about it, and say to them, you know what, they ain't going to know. <laughs> How are your parents going to find out, right? But anyway, brand new biblical question. Um, what is wisdom? What is, y'all heard about wisdom before? Yeah. <laughs> we have Christians here, right? Um, who heard of wisdom before? Uh... I want to ask two people only that I got, I got it. Two people. Uh, what is wisdom, Frankie? Um, wisdom is uh, given to you by God. He uh, lets you see. What is wisdom? I was basically going to say the same thing. Knowledge uh, from God, not the intellect. I'm sorry? Not the intellect. Knowledge from God. That knowledge you get from God, in the not the intellect. Okay. Uh, let me ask the Bible thumper, then I'm done. He, he was a homegrown Christian. What is wisdom? 
Hey, Frankie, go right here with the black hat. It's a woman crying in the street. Mm. No, that's from, that's from the Bible. But I don't know what it is. You want to take over the show now? <laughs> what? A woman? What is it? I, I don't know what it is. What is wi wisdom? Wisdom is the application of knowledge. What does that mean? Meaning, um, actually, how and when to apply certain knowledge that you have. Okay. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. That's the biblical question for next week. We will not be doing a radio show this week. We shut down starting Monday, and we'll be back on New Year's. But we will have fellowship next Sunday, and we're going to deal with that. What is wisdom? It's so, well, I don't want to say no more about it. <laughs> I know. But what is, I've heard all my life, wisdom, this wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Nobody said what wisdom was when I was growing up. What is wisdom? Merry Christmas. The office is closed until the 2nd of January. We will be doing fellowship. I know some people contact me. They may come out from out of town. Yes, we will be here next Sunday. Uh, the uh, third, what is next Sunday date? 31st. The 31st of January. All right? December. I mean, December. Oh, I'm already at 31st. <laughs> and uh, so we will be here next Sunday, but no live shows, just replays uh, starting tomorrow. Thank you for your support and all the gifts and food baskets and all the stuff you guys have been sending us, cars, and thank you. I don't take them for granted. We do appreciate it. Merry Christmas. And really, really pay attention to you. You're going to eventually see if you stay with it. Only a fool will stop, right? But if you stay with it, you're going to be stunned to know that it's been you the whole time looking out into the world, thinking it was the world. And yes, the world has the issues, but all of your problems have been inside of you, and they have all been fake. Did you know you have never had a real problem in your whole life? It's only been a thought in your whole life. Just imagine that. Just imagine that. All your life you've been crying for nothing. You thought if you get married, you'd be happy. That was a lie. You thought if you get a divorce, you'd be happy. That was a lie. You thought if you have everything, just been a lie. But anyway, I'm out of time. Thank you for your tithe and offering. I do appreciate it. And Merry Christmas. Take care. Thank you all. Amazing.